Hi, this is Cindy Godwin, pastor of Summit Church, and this is our chosen podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you. I hope that it helps build up your faith and remind you that God has chosen you and set you apart for his purpose. Enjoy the message. Hello, my beautiful chosen ladies. Wow, do I have an incredible podcast for you today. I'm so excited about this podcast for several reasons. And I will tell you, first of all, who I have, and then I'll tell you why I'm excited. Um, This is my good friend, Andrea Rodriguez, who I've known for a long time. time. (laughs) We won't say how long. We don't need to date ourselves. No, (laughs) we don't. But anyway, we've known each other for a long time. She works for WAI and KABB. And we have known each other for a long time, but she shared a story with me and some things with me lately that I thought would be very beneficial for you to hear. And one of the reasons is because we're getting ready to go into our Chosen Power Conference. And this is going to be a perfect podcast to lead into the conference. And because last year, our theme was fearless, to be fearless. And our scripture for this year is God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. We followed up fearless with power because God has not given us fear. He gives us power of love and of sound mind. And so this is going to be a great uh, story for you to hear, to encourage you not to walk in fear and to walk out of fear and to walk in the power that you have in you. And I want to read this quote. This is an amazing quote. Our power ends precisely where our fear begins. Let me just say that again. Our power ends precisely where our fear begins. We have to face fear in power and because we've got the power in us and in victory. And, per, and the Bible says perfect love casts all, out all fear. Well, who was perfect love? Jesus. Jesus came and he's perfect love and he cast out all fear and he gives us the power when he is inside of us to overcome that fear. So in the Bible, it's 365 times it says fear not. So we're not supposed to fear. But I'm going to talk to someone who had to face some fears in her life and some things that happened in her life and just talk about with her and hope. And I know you're going to be encouraged that you can overcome fear and not lose your power. And so, first of all, Andrea, you were like most of us girls wanting this perfect life, right? I was, yeah. I, you know, that's kind of how I pictured myself when I was younger. I mean, in, in high school, middle school, and I thought I was going to grow up and, and get married and have, you know, 2.5 kids or whatever that statistic is and the right. white picket fence. And, and the dog. And the dog <laughs> named Spot or Max, you know, and everything was going to be perfect. And, and that's just not the course that my life took me. And so I did kind of have just a series of unusual challenges in my life that um, I couldn't have foreseen. I, it's not something that I would have written, but what's really interesting is to see how God takes you from one place to the next to prepare you for something so much bigger. And that's yeah. kind of where I am. And I've been really hesitant too to, to speak. I've been very yeah. uh, guarded with my testimony. I've been very yeah. guarded with, with speaking. And I've just been feeling the presence of God telling me, open your mouth, open your mouth. And mm-hmm. so I think, you know, a women's forum is the perfect place for us to, to chat. <laughs> Absolutely. I do too. And, you know, I think like 
like I said, most of our girls, uh, of all of us, right, we are in high school, middle school, high school, and we're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get married. And you know, we, we see the uh, fairy tales and we're gonna live happily ever after and there'll be no problems or mm -hmm. anything. And it's just not life. No. Life is made up of storms, right? Well, and too, to be able to see, you know, I, I had great role models. So my parents have been married for 53 years. Mm, um, so awesome. my grandparents were both married until they passed. And so mm. I've come from a family of, of that being demonstrated to me. So I guess I just never knew that there was something else. And my life took a different turn for it sure. It did. So <laughs> tell me about the very first time that you definitely experienced or could have experienced this fear coming mm -hmm. at you. You know, it was, it was a very long time ago. And I was not, I didn't even have a connection, the, the connection that I do now to, to my faith. I really, I mean, I was going to go to heaven. I believed in Jesus Christ and I was raised in church, but I didn't have a personal relationship at the time. And it was when my daughter was born. And this mm -hmm. is the first time that I think I really felt... Uh, God touched me in a way that I knew that he was very present. And at the time, I really didn't even know what it was. But my daughter was born, and she was born a blue baby. So she wasn't breathing, and her circulation was, was uh, not doing what it was supposed to do. And uh, after I had her, everybody left. The doctors left. The nurses left. Uh, my ex-husband at, at the time, my husband left with the baby. Everybody was gone. And I was there by myself. And... Um, they sent my mom in, who's not the best person to say. She's a very emotional person. I love her, but she's very emotional and just came in crying and and didn't really know what was happening. But when the nurse came in and told me uh, we couldn't find any veins in her feet or hands, so when you see her, you're gonna she'll, she'll have an IV in her head, mm -hmm. and was explaining what happened, what was happening. And I said, but she's gonna be okay, right? And she said it's still too early to tell. So I mean, as a new mother who just never had a child before. That should have been devastating to me. Yeah, uh, it could have made you very uh, fearful and hysterical. His, yeah. And for whatever reason, I just had a peaceful, unnatural feeling come over me. And I thought, no, she's, she's going to be fine. It's, she's going to be okay. And very unnatural response to a situation that could, that, yeah. a tragic situation. For but sure. I just, I think that's the first time that I really felt God in my life. And at the time, I didn't know what it was. But yeah. now, looking back in hindsight, I knew that that was a spirit coming over me saying, it's okay, I've got this. Yeah. You just worry about, you know, you're going to have a baby to take care of when you get home. I've got this. And so that was really, I think, the first time that I experienced um, something that should have been fearful, but because I felt a presence, it was something you that was, I was the able to. presence of God. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. In your life or in, in, in you that you were like. Uh, you just brought this peace and calm. That mm -hmm. was totally unnatural. Yes, and now my daughter is great, and she's given her and her husband <laughs> have given me two beautiful grandbabies, and they're my world. And so, you know, and grandbabies are. <laughs> if you don't have some, I highly suggest you get some. <laughs> they're they're fabulous. But yeah, yeah, so that's definitely the first time that I think I experienced that. But didn't know what it was. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then let's fast forward a few years and talk about you know you experienced some things like you said you had this. You know, after you had your daughter and she was fine, you were living this amazing life. You were married. Um, you had, on the outside, it looked like you had everything yes. you could want, correct? And it was like, uh -huh. my life is perfect. I don't need anything. Uh, my kids are great. They have stuff. They have everything they want, stuff they don't even know they need to have. <laughs> and yeah. something happened. Well, I think, too, that that's what you said on the outside. You know, a yeah. lot of times you don't know what's happening on the inside of, of a home. But at that point, I was, I've been coming to to y'all's church forever. I mean, yeah. I was kind of, I started What's coming here. Church, yeah, our church, yes, <laughs> our church. Gosh, I remember my son was in the little carrier when I first came here, and now he's 25 and just got married. So it's, 
I know. We're it's, now we're dating ourselves. <laughs> it's been a hot minute. But um, you know, like you said, it was just we had a very a very um, blessed life. blessed life. Yeah. A very fortunate life. We had things we didn't know we needed, but um, things happened, and it my marriage ended up not being a place that was healthy for me to be anymore. And so um, I did end in divorce, which was hard enough. But the divorce went for me literally having everything I, I wanted or didn't even know I wanted, right? My kids had things they didn't even know they needed or wanted um, to having literally nothing. So we, I remember at, at one point in my life sitting in Whataburger thinking everybody in this Whataburger probably has more money in their back pocket than I do in my bank account. And so I think those are the moments where you have no choice but to look up, right? You, I used to tell my kids all the time, ooh, because I've been coming to this church for a long time. So I know. I'm like, oh, our blessing's going to be huge. Like, this is a big storm. It's a big storm, which means our blessing is coming. It's going to be huge. I can't wait for it to happen. And as you're saying those words and as you're giving that affirmation, you're just in your heart. You're just praying and hoping that... that Okay, when, when you have nothing else, right? Yeah. Um, when you have nothing when else. When you have nothing else. Yeah. And, and, you know, the Bible says, you know, my spirit, uh, my, I'm, I'm, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And so when you are truly weak and you have nowhere else to look. And I think it would have been different had it just been me going through the storm. You know, I sure. could have handled it a little bit better, I think. Sure. But when you have four eyes looking at you. Yeah. I've got two kids looking at me thinking, okay, mom, what are you going to do next? What's, yeah, what's, and, what's happening? What's going to happen? And you have a very, it's one of those moments in your life that you realize the things that I do next are going to impact these kids for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Not just whatever financial decisions happen, but if I can really rely on my faith at this moment and they can see that there is no way I can get me, myself out of this. Yeah. This is going to have to be God to be able to lift me up out of this. Right. And I'm going to be a good steward and I'm going to work hard and I'm going to walk through the doors that he opens for me and I'm going to do my part. But really, when you're when you're at your lowest and you're going, God, here we go. What are we doing? Yeah. Show me. Yeah, and a lot of fear could have come into you at that point mm-hmm. because you're sitting there not knowing what you're going to do and your kids are asking you, what are we going to do? What's next, Mom? What's happening? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Because all this stuff is it had never happened before. They had right. everything, and then you're, like, faced with this. And a lot of fear could come into you. But like you said, you were like, no, I even the things that you were learning in church, yes. you were believing those, you were confessing those. And I kind of like how I was saying them, but then sometimes, you know, <laughs> fear or doubt would come in, try to come in, which it does. Mm-hmm. It does do that. And it was just like Paul said, I believe, but help my unbelief. Yes. You know, I believe, Lord, I do believe, and I'm confessing it, yep. and, I, and I believe your word. And it's like, okay, God. Mm-hmm. And you were at the point of, again, I can't do anything, and it, I'm when you were saying that it made me think about Rick's message this past weekend and it was really good because he was talking about how God helps those people who can't help themselves those are the very ones he wants to help <laughs> so if you're in that situation you are right where you need to be because God can help you yeah no matter where because God is able and God is willing and what's really I think when you're going through it, when you're going through something like that, when you're going through a storm, right? All storms end, but when you're going through it, it seems all-encompassing. Yes. You know, it seems true. like it, it absorbs your life. You can't see very far because there's so much rain, there's so much storm. Sure. And so you have to believe, and you just have to have that faith. But one of the things that I've really gotten out of this, or some one of the things, my greatest joy that I've gotten out of this huge trying time in my life, 
is to see how my grown children, it affected my grown children. Because my grown children now, when things happen, they say, ooh, a blessing's coming. We're in a storm, a blessing's coming. We're, we're about ready to, we're embarking on something amazing. And so for them to be able to live that with me, not just see it, but to live it with me, they were my yeah. battle buddies. So for them to be yeah. able to see it with me and live it with me and see God's grace and see God his reach out his hand his and lift us out of a situation and to, yeah. to, to give us more than I deserved. I, you know, I know that, that Rick talks about that. Don't yeah. just pray for what you just pray for, for more, for more. and, yeah. and that he, that God has really provided for me. And, um, in a way that I didn't even think I personally could have achieved, for my kids to see that now is so impactful because as adults, they are now teaching their, my, my grandchildren understand that now. Isn't that and awesome to so, see it going past through the generations? Yes. I love that. So it's something that, that could have been tragic, right? It could have been sure. something it, in my life looking back on it now. How you responded in those moments, in that moment with your kids, and that point of the life where they were impacted the rest of their life and your grandchildren, exactly. your children's children's children, because yes. you were like, I'm looking up, I'm looking to God, it's a storm, storms are going to end, and I love that part, uh, when you said that too, yeah, you go through storms, but storms end, mm -hmm. they don't, you're not always, okay, they do end, now, um, Rick has a mentor who always said, you're either going in one, in the middle of one, or coming out, because it is a cycle, but they do end, mm -hmm. and you kept saying that, and you were like, and I know God has something better for us, and good for us on the other side, right? because he's faithful, mm -hmm. and it was kind of like David too, when I was thinking about that, you'd seen God be faithful here, here, and here, and now it's like, okay, now I have a giant for yes, your face, right? Exactly. And in each step of the way, you learn something yes. about God. You learn something about, you got stronger and you learned something about yourself yes. and about the God that lives in you. And that was so powerful. When when you have no other choice but to just rely completely on God. Yeah. And it's so funny because I had this conversation with my, my son and now he's kind of experienced that too. And, and I said, you know, when you get to a point where there's nothing that's all you can do is say you know what god take the wheel and he comes through and he and it's just so you're going wait this isn't natural this isn't and it's not it's not natural no. it's supernatural it is and supernatural. so to be able to see that and work in, in in people's lives but the thing i'll say too is that i think that sometimes what happens is when you're going through those st storms you can kind of tend to want to stay there for whatever reason you you become a, have kind of a victim mentality and oh this Poor me, why did this happen to me? Why am I going through this? I was a good person, I go to church, I do this, mm -hmm. I do that. And you can start feeling sorry for yourself rather than saying, you know what? This is something that, this is a lesson. What am I supposed to learn here? What am I supposed to do? What's gonna come out of this? What is mm -hmm. my testimony so gonna good. be? And re, just realigning your focus on mm -hmm. what's the, the end, yeah. right? Realigning your focus on what's gonna come out of it. What am I gonna learn? What blessing am I gonna have? What What is this gonna do? When I was going through it, I never, I wasn't thinking, oh, this is going to impact my children and generations to come. Right. I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking, surviving. Okay, Lord, <laughs> here we go. What am I here doing now? You know, yeah. where are we going now? What am I doing right. now? Walk through this door. Okay, right. let me walk through it and and keep going and keep moving. Yeah. But now, looking back on that, you realize, wow, that was impactful and it was something that is going to be impactful, not just for me, but for my children, my children's and children. And it definitely was. Mm -hmm. And I love that. It's don't stay. And don't stay a victim or in the storm, but always mm -hmm. look for what God has for you and look and he, ahead and look up. <laughs> right? And he opened some doors for me and I was able to, like I said, walk through them. Right? Yeah. You, have to, you have to walk through the doors when right. you see them open yeah. for you. And so I was able to walk through them and, and um, 
work hard and, and try to do everything as if I was doing it for the glory of the Lord, right? And so yeah. work hard, and but I've been able to now live a life to where I was able to, to help make my family whole. The things mm. that we lost, I was able to help everybody get whole. Get whole. Mm. And now I'm able to spoil my grandbabies <laughs> and do the things. And like I said, God has provided for me more than I thought. I could ever, amazing. ever have. Well, let's talk about five years ago, yeah. okay? Let's talk yeah. about something that happened five years ago that definitely would shake anybody's yeah. faith and would try to cause a lot of fear to come in. Um, so, so let's talk about what happened to you five years ago. It's like you said, God takes you to places and you go, okay, okay. And your faith grows stronger and your faith grows stronger. But um, five years ago, this is really kind of my big testimony is that I was uh, dating somebody and um, he was very well you would look at and think privileged right he had a lot going for him he was very successful in his career um he was on the cover of trophy magazines for killing the biggest trophy bucks um but he also had drank a little more than i would have liked and i decided you know what this isn't where i see myself in five years like this isn't where i see my future going and so i was ending the relationship and uh, he went out to his truck and he came inside with a gun and he put the gun to my head and was saying, so you're done, right? This is it, you're done. As he was pressing the gun into my head and had his hand on the other side of, of my head, push, pushing it into the barrel. And for whatever reason, I did not, I wasn't afraid. I should have been afraid. But sure. for whatever reason, I got angry. I, I got, I think going, gosh, after everything I've been through and you knew everything that I've been through and now this gun is to my head and that's nothing I said, said out loud, but those are the things that were going through my head all in milliseconds. And I said, are you kidding me? They're going to put a gun to my head right now. Are you kidding me? And he kind of took a step back and he put the gun under his chin and he ended his life in front of me. Um, in that moment, I will tell you that the room in that moment was full. And I, I will go to my, my grave and nobody will ever tell me anything differently. But in the moment that that happened, that room was completely full. And I felt like it was my angels that were protect, protecting me. Mm -hmm. And there was also a spirit of darkness in there as well. Sure. So I, and then too, when he ended his life, I've never felt so alone in my life because it's like everything just went away and I was completely by myself. So I think it, it's horrible to use the word privileged in such a tragic event because it was horrific and it was tragic and it's not anything anybody should have to, to experience or witness. But... I feel like I experienced spiritual warfare in a way that most people never experience spiritual warfare and sure. something that was so physical and was so real that I could actually feel it. Um, but it wasn't something that I consciously said, I'm not going to be afraid. I think it's those moments that you go through in your life that you rely on God and you just know he's there with you. And in that moment, the spirit of fear wasn't in me. It was the spirit of, no, 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 this isn't how this is going to end. This isn't the way this is going to go. And so statistically, right, statistically, I shouldn't, shouldn't be here. Sure. Yeah. But by the grace of God, I am. And after that happened, I had a choice to make. So after that happened, um, it, like I said, it was a tragic event. It was horrific. It was uh, something that very much I probably could have crawled up into a ball for a of while course. and felt Absolutely. bad for myself. Yeah. But instead, I went... I called into work and said, I'm not going to be in on Monday and told them what happened. I said, I'll be back into work on Tuesday. So I went back into work and, and they sent me to HR and they said, you know, we really feel like you should take some time off. And I said, why? So I can sit at home and think about it. At the end of the day, my God saved me. At the end of the day, 
this was something that statistically I shouldn't be here for. And now if I curl up into a ball and feel sorry for myself, the enemy's taken two lives instead of taking one. His, right? So now I need to live my life as a testimony to the God that saved me because there's a reason that I'm still here. There is a purpose and a reason that I'm still physically on this planet. And I think it's to share my testimony and to share what the protection and the love and the grace that God really does have for you. Mm -hmm. And so that is what happened in in that moment. Um, the reason I'm sharing this is, like I said, for a long time, I didn't want to talk about it. It happened five years ago, and I've just started opening up my mouth about it. Yeah. But I feel like so many people have come to me and started telling me things that they've gone through in their life, and it's so similar to those circumstances that I had to face. And so what I, the message I want to get across to everybody is, you're not a victim. You have a choice. Mm -hmm. Was I victimized? Yes, mm -hmm. I was victimized for mm -hmm. sure. That was something that happened to me. It was something that was yeah, um, very traumatic, traumatic yeah. and horrible. Yeah. I was victimized. But now, the next day, I have a decision to make. And that is, do I live my purpose-filled life? Do I, I'm still here for a reason because I still have things to do, or do I live my life as a victim. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was a personal choice that I, I needed to face and make. And so I've and chosen to, to rise above it. To, yep. Yeah, exactly. To walk in faith. Yes, to walk in faith. Fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And no weapon for it against you will prosper. That has a new meaning. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, physically, that uh, has physically a, a weapon was yes. formed against you. You know, yeah. you read it yeah. figuratively in the Bible and then to, to actually have that happen to you it has a new meaning to me no work sure. performed by man shall prosper against me i mean it, it truly will. is something that that i was protected and yeah. so in the little things god protects you and the big things god protects you yeah and um all of you know my faith of course was when it very first happened another thing that i remember that i think was impactful is my mom commented uh, everything happened and, and my parents had come and picked me up and i was at my parents house and i said i need you to call my kids and my dad's like, it's late, because by this time it was very, very late at night. I said, I don't care. I want them here. And so he called my daughter. She, she didn't answer the phone. It was like 3 in the morning at that point, I think. So he called my son, and my son answered. And so he said, pick up your sister. Come over here. And this is what happened. So he picked up my, my daughter and brought her to my parents' house. And my mom said it was just so impactful, because the first thing that happened when my kids walked in is we didn't embrace. We didn't... There were no words spoken. We immediately just grabbed hands and started praying. Oh, and to, you know, just thank you for the protection. Thank you, you know, for the, for the blessings. Thank you, we're still here. So powerful. You know, and, and you do, you know, I, put, I pray the blood of Jesus Christ over my kids every day, my yeah. family every day, my grandkids yeah. every day. Over yourself. And, yeah, over myself. Yeah. Over my car, if I get my car. Right. <laughs> right. My, my, where I live when right. I get inside. And, right. and so it's something that, that I do all the time, and it's something that I encourage my kids to do, and I know that they do that as well. Mm -hmm. And then to see that... Um, wow, you really do just have an armor around you. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's something that when you feel it to that extent, you understand how real it is, that you truly do have protection over you and that you truly do have an army around you. Um, when it first happened, I told my daughter, I said, gosh, I'm going to print up little cards that say there's a real battle between good and evil over your soul. And I'm going to like leave in places. And my daughter's like, mom, don't be that person. But, <laughs> you know, but I was so passionate and so convicted course, because it's something that I knew. This is Oh yeah. You experienced it firsthand. This isn't, it's, it's, it's real. There yeah. really is. And so yeah. as we continue to live our lives and, and I, I think too, that is, especially being a woman, um, 
growing up we're taught to be certain things and we're taught to be nice and we're taught to be kind and those are all fabulous wonderful things but one of the things we need to be taught is how to be powerful too yeah that's and true. how to be able to stand how to, to stand in the day of adversity yes right? mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so after that obviously um you had you struggled with some ptsd which would certainly be normal Mm-hmm. And then you said, told me that, you know, you went to, you were talking to, because you were getting help for that, which mm-hmm. is great. You made a choice to live by faith. You made a choice to move on with your life and do what God has for you to do. And you wanted to make sure that you dealt with everything, which I think is great. And then you always want to do that. And then you told me, uh, this is really so powerful, is that um, she talked to a SWAT team member about what had happened, um, because it's great to share your story and get insight from people who've seen these situations and them happen and what happened to you. And I think it's really powerful what he told you. Uh, Really, really powerful. Right after it happened, and and honestly, too, I didn't, not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I did not go, I didn't do do therapy. Yeah, um, it's just the way you dealt with it. Yes, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I definitely think that that's powerful and it's effective. Um, but I, I felt like the things that were happening in my life at that point, right after it happened, were natural human responses. Sure. Uh, the way that I kind of... Your senses were heightened. Yes. And that's yeah. kind of the way that I correlated it was, I, I used to live in Summer Glen right across the street from the church. And so when I come home at, at night, the deer would just continue to eat your bushes. They don't <laughs> run. They like look at you and they're like, oh, you're home. And they still eat the bushes in your front yard. Versus a deer in the wild where if they hear a twig crack boom, they take off because they've had different life experiences. Mm -hmm. And so that's what happened to me is my senses immediately were heightened. And I was very much, everything was, it was a natural human response to something traumatic that happened to me. That survival kind of thing kicks Mm -hmm. in. And, um, but yes, right after it happened, I was reaching out just to kind of people, right? To say, sure. hey, this happened and, and get advice and a counsel yes. in the multitude of counsel. There's wisdom, get yes. counsel. Yeah. And, and one of the people I reached out to is one of my friends who trains SWAT. And I just said, I don't know how y'all can see this and not be affected by it because it's just was, you know, so horrific to, to see. And, um, one of the things he told me is, you know, of course, he said, well, we're trying to see it. You're not. That's not some, something that, and we don't know the people, you know, it's not something that you, a person should have to see. And he said, one of the things he told me is, but the way that you responded is the reason you're here. And so powerful. I said, what do you mean? He said, had, you know, this is somebody who, you know, who's a hunter, right? I mean, it's not the, I'm not saying that I like hunters. I'm just saying anything about hunters. Right. But he said, had you shown any amount of, of weakness or fear, if you would have said, no, oh, no, please don't, or anything like that, chances are you would not be here. Um, mm. The fact that you responded the way that you did and that you didn't respond with any type of fear, you didn't respond with vulnerability, that you responded from a place of, no, this yeah. isn't how this is going to happen, is the reason that you're still here. Isn't that powerful? So <laughs> powerful. You yeah. never walked into the fear. Mm-hmm. So your power didn't end. You know? And here's the thing, too, is now... Now I'm not afraid of anything. I mean, <laughs> if you look, you know, you look at my life. I'm thinking, gosh, okay, health issues. Well, I, saw, I already saw, I already saw God do that in my life with my daughter. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, financial issues. I know how to. Them. I know how to live on twenty five dollars yeah. till yeah. you know the, the next paycheck yeah. comes in. I've I've lived that. I've done that, and God's taken me through that and giving me more. I'm sure that if I lost it all again, He he would do the same for, for yeah. me again. You've so seen him fear, be faithful. Yeah. Finances don't scare me. Yeah. And then even something like this, I mean, I was at the other 
end of a gun with a suicidal man at the trigger. Yeah. And I'm still here. So now I'm just at a point where I'm like, what do I have to be afraid of? <laughs> um, I have so much faith and so much confidence mm-hmm. in my God that I know. Because he got you through. Nothing. And he continues to get you through. There is nothing. Yeah. I mean, he's bigger than, you know, it's so funny. My kids used to watch Veggie Tales when they were yeah, little. I don't I remember, remember that, that show. Yeah. But they used to watch Veggie Tales. And there was a song that was God is God is bigger than the boogeyman. God is bigger than the boogeyman. <laughs> yeah. And that just pops into my head sometimes now. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, he's just... He, he's, he's bigger, bigger. Than, than anything. There's yeah. nothing, yeah. nothing that he can't get us through. Yeah. And one of the things I had had shared my testimony, and like I said, I haven't been wanting to, and I shared my testimony at an event where there were some women, and um, one of the a mom of of one of the daughters came up and told me later, "Thank you for sharing your testimony," because I went to go say goodnight to my daughter, and on a piece of paper she had just written in really big letters, "I am not a victim." And she said, you know, you did that. And I said, I didn't do that. I said, God put me in a place to share my testimony because apparently that's what your daughter needed to hear. And she sure. just used me as a, yeah. as a, as a tool or as, right. a, as a way right. to get that message across. Yeah. But I appreciate you telling me that because it makes me understand that, yes, maybe I do need to open my mouth because maybe there yeah. are other people who need to hear that. Yeah. But I think that there's just so much wisdom in women who have lived lives that, like you said, sometimes on the outside, mm-hmm. it might seem like, oh, she has a perfect life. Oh, they yeah. have everything going on. Oh, they, and there's so much power in us coming yeah. together in women and oh, sharing yeah. our our triumphs and our um, our trials and our triumphs. Yeah, and standing and with each other to say, "Well, I've seen God be faithful, so I can yes. encourage you." Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when you know Jesus, you're in the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. and in the kingdom of God, there is no fear. There's mm-hmm. no fear in the kingdom of God because there's only power, power of love and of sound mind. And, you know, this, you felt you know, there's no room for fear. We can't. We have to choose not to let fear come in because there is a spirit. Fear is a spirit, and it can try to come in in those forces of darkness that you were feeling yes. in that room. But you have power. You have a force. There is those forces, but you've got a greater force in you, and it's the Lord Jesus Christ. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So you need to make sure, let's make sure you know Jesus, then you know you've got the kingdom of God in you and you can stand against those forces because they're gonna come. Those forces of darkness are gonna come. Fear is gonna try to come in, the spirit of fear, but you have to speak with your mouth, voice activated like like God did in creation, said, let there be light. Okay, fear, leave. Get away from me. I will not fear. God, you've not given me a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. And you were speaking those things. And and you you refused to fear. And that's what, when you said, hey, are you kidding me? You were refusing to fear. You're like, I'm not going to fear because it's not going to happen on my watch. This ain't happening. I've already done this and this, and I'm not happening. It's Mm -hmm. not going to happen to me now. And I think, too, fear paralyzes, right? Of course, yeah. Fear can paralyze you into into doing nothing. And th- that's exactly where the enemy wants you. He wants you not moving. He wants you staying in that val- yep. in, in that yep. storm. That's true. And so yep. when you're in the storm and you're fearful of, of whatever's happening, then you're going to stay in it longer. When you're not fearful, because fear will paralyze you. It into keeps not you stuck in action. there. Yeah. It keeps you stuck there. And so, yeah, and it doesn't mean you won't feel it because you will because mm-hmm. it's a spiritual force. You will feel it. 
feel it, but you yes. have to resist it. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and it wants okay. to. Yeah, because it will try to paralyze. Step you. out on faith. And, yeah. And you don't always know what's going to happen, but um, I will tell you that in my experiences and the experiences that I've seen from people, every trial, everything that happens in your life, when you look back on it, it's you can almost pinpoint. Oh, that's why that happened. Oh, that's why I needed to get out of that. That's why this I had this experience is because I needed to share it with this person to help them. You can really pinpoint how God is, has taken yeah. you in your life and the, the course. Well, and that's you. like that scripture says, you know, he takes what was meant for evil by the enemy in your life and uses it for good to help other people. Yes. So look for those situations. And now you're seeing more of those where you can open your mouth and share and say, the devil wanted to destroy me. He mm -hmm. wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He wanted to, to kill you, mm -hmm. but you're alive. Yes. And now you can help and take what was meant for evil and help those other people or other women that are experiencing fear, going through those stuff, and to not be a victim, but to mm -hmm. make a choice yes. to walk out of fear, not be paralyzed mm -hmm. by fear, like exactly what you're saying. Another thing, too, that I want to share is that I... I can sometimes come across very like, okay, let's let's go pick you know, pick yourself up, Buttercup. Let's keep moving. And my kids are like, Mom, people aren't not everybody's like that. Like sure. you have to be able That's to. True. And and one That's thing that true. I do want to say too is that it's not easy. It doesn't mean no. that just because <laughs> I was able to. It doesn't mean it's easy. It's not easy. And and I was in that position. So if you're going through this, I was there. I know what you're feeling. And I know that when you're going through it, it seems all encompassing. It seems like the storm's never going to end. It seems like that mountain is absolutely huge in front of you. And I understand what that feels like. And I'm not telling you that that's not normal. It's not now. It's normal. It's normal. But then to understand, okay, yeah, this mountain is really, really huge. So Let's start climbing it. It's just that decision that you have to make. That choice, yeah. But I, I don't want people watching this to think, oh, well, yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not that person. I, I couldn't, I couldn't mm -hmm. do that. Yes, you can. It's just, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? Yeah. So, you just have to start making those decisions. That yeah. yes, this is big, and this is something I've gone through. This is trauma that I've had in my life, and today's the day that I take the first step. Good. And then the first step turns into the second step, and the next thing you know, you're walking in. God's got you all the time. He's holding your hand and he's yeah. with you and he is going to walk every step of the way with you. That's so good. Thank mm -hmm. you for sharing that with yes. us because, you know, whatever report you could be getting, whether it's about your husband, your children, your finances, your health, what choice will you make? Mm -hmm. Will you be, let your power end because you're going to let fear come in or are you going to call on that power that's in you to overcome because it is in you? And you get to make that choice, just like Andrea did, and she's made that choice and the encouragement that she's given you. Look, we believe you can do it. Mm -hmm. I know you can do it because I know who's in you. Greater is he that's in you. And I know that that power is in you. And I'm excited about our conference because we're going to see God move in power. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be reawakening to the, awakened to the power that you have in you. So thank you so much, Andrea. Thank you. Today. I, I do want to share one more thing. Oh, if sure. You wanna, if you're a woman and of some age, I won't say, I mean, I'm in, you know, in my 50s, but if you're a woman and you've gone through some things, I highly encourage you to open your mouth and talk to the next generation because they're going through things. And if you're a younger person and you're going through things, seek out people who've gone through it. You know, there is power in 
in experiences and there is power in having women that that have already gone through it or or, uh, that you can lean on and that you can rely on and I will also tell you to to guard you know what you're who you're talking to as well and make sure it's somebody that you can trust and somebody who's going to guide you in a spiritual way and not just somebody who wants to hear the gossip right who wants to feel better about their lives because you're going through some tragedy but there are a lot of people out there a lot of women out there that can guide and counsel you and help you because they've already done it they've already been in your shoes they've already done those things Mm -hmm. um if anybody ever wants to come talk to me come up and talk to me approach me uh, ask me a question or if you're going through something let me help you um, and I know that Cindy feels the same way. And I know Absolutely. we have a lot of women in our church that we feel do. the same way. We do. But I really feel like that's my calling right now is to, I keep, like I said, having this this voice tell me, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. And so I want to talk and I want to share because I want the next generation to know that there are women out there who've already done it. We've already gone through the trials and tribulations. We've already been through a divorce. We've already been... Uh, financially burdened. We've already done all of those things. And so there's no reason for you to go through it on your own. Yeah, and that was, again, brings us back to Rick's message on the weekend. You know, Moses said, I can't do this, God. You're going to have to do it. But he had two people holding up his his arms, yes. right? One on each side. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we want to be. The, yes. Those women that are standing with you, holding up your arms mm-hmm. in those situations because we're there for you. So uh, we love you, Chosen Girls. We thank do. you for joining us today. I'm excited to see you at the conference. And again, thank you so much, Andrea, Thanks for, for being. Me. Oh, well, thank you so much for being <laughs> being willing to share this incredible journey that you have been on to encourage so many women and to encourage the next generation. So thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you at the conference, girls. Thanks again for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe and share it with a friend. You can hear more messages by visiting chosenessay.com. Be sure to follow us at Chosen Essay on Facebook and Instagram.